Metallica, here they come, the kings of metal. Hey, this is Jay Weinberg from Slipknot, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. And this is episode number 104, and we're talking to the drummer of one... The only tribute band, let's be honest. Uh, Shane Overshaw. What's up, man? How you doing? Welcome to HQ2. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Shane is driving up from Florida back to his hometown of Minneapolis. Correct. To play some shows. He hit me up. We met uh, through, I believe we met through Aaron Ginther and Sarah Sobeck. Correct. Uh, Shane is part of the traveling black ticket caravan that they have going on on this leg of the tour. Not as crazy as most of them, but uh, we'll probably pump out a dozen shows. Okay, cool. So we became friends. We did the Metal Tales from Sioux Falls. We hit it off. We have a lot of common interests. He's the drummer for one, as Ethan just said, the only tribute band to Metallica. That's right. He's driving up. He hit me up. We said, hey, come to the house. Let's just do a whole episode on being in a tribute band. Absolutely. Yeah, we've never talked to anybody about this before. Because we talked about it a little bit on Metal Tales, but you guys boast some unique... There are other tribute bands, but you guys boast some unique facets. Uh, name some of the things that make you guys unique. The props and such. and Number one, the sound. Right. The live sound. Mostly based off a of live shit, Binge and Purge. Mm. Then you throw the you know signature equipment in there, all the stage props, pyrotechnics put that all together and do it for over 10 years you got something pretty special yeah absolutely and, and you and you guys even do things like you're doing a show coming up where it's no hits no singles it's all deep cuts right yeah 30th of december at the caboose downtown minneapolis the caboose i've played there it's awesome yeah it's a cool little club no singles um no radio staples i mean b-sides we're talking you know not to give out too many clues but two by four right nice it's electric Right. So you're opening with Pulling Sandman. Pulling teeth full version. Nice. Ooh, very yeah. cool. There you go. That's awesome. Well, we're going to get into all this stuff because I'm fascinated. I know a lot of our listeners yeah, are same. too. Before we got to do some of the housekeeping. So let's let's blow through it. Let's, let's do just it. do it real quick. Yeah. Uh, we're on iTunes. If you want to uh, just take a little moment out of your day, go leave us a review. It helps us go a long way. It helps us get more noticed. Um, helps us maintain our slot in the number one position. Oh, um, I just declared that we're the number one. <laughs> I, I know we didn't really have a powwow. Yeah, you that. heard it. I'm heard, okay with it. You heard it here first, but let's just say it. I'm we comfortable are. with it. No disrespect to anybody else. No, we're, I'm just teasing. Uh, so go leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, like I said, it, it goes a long way for us. And uh, if you don't, that's fine. It's it's your life. You do what you want, want with your life. That's fine. Uh, we got three new patrons this week, Clint. Uh, our new patrons are James Wallace, Sam, and Matt Kerr. Thank you. You know what? Let's give it up for yeah, them just for a second. Hand. We can clap for them. Big time. The very yeah. minimum, we like to give them recognition on the show. Least, I mean, you're going to hear especially it, Sam, especially Sam, who who opted not to have a last name. Yeah, we don't know sure. if that's male or female. He's wanted. Yeah, wanted or or or, or or Zer or Zer. It might be a. It might be someone in between those things. That's true. That's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing, and that's fine with us. I was going to say you're going to hear a commercial about Patreon later. We don't want to bore you guys with the details, but it is a way to get involved with the show. One of the things we're doing for the patrons is we're giving away the Injustice for All Deluxe box set. Now, if you've heard the last several episodes, we're going in depth for this shit. 
It's an amazing box set. We've got two of them, and we don't even have one ourselves. Correct. We only have two, and we're giving them away. Find out how to win one over at Patreon. Uh, where else do we have? We have we a got website. The socials. Oh, the social. Oh, have you heard of social media? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, my gosh. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. You know the drill. Find us on the thing. Just look at Melody Podcast. You'll find us. If you like the show, go find us on all the things and su- subscribe and like and comment and shit. Yeah, follow. Just, yeah. Be no, our little minions. Just go do it. Don't Click, be my minion. Like, stalk. Stalk, yeah. Yeah, totally. Come to my come to my and Clint's house and just breathe heavily against the window. <laughs> we will send, for everyone who likes and supports and and subscribes to and comments on our episodes, we will send you little, different, yellow, new print. New print. Little, yellow, different. Different. New print. Take two of these. Here, take two of these. We have, yeah, we, we're proud to announce our new print endorsement. Yeah, this episode is sponsored by new print. I can't talk about it anymore. It's giving me a headache. Here, take two of these. Ah, Nuprin. Little, yellow, different. So we're going to be sending Nuprin out. Is Nuprin still around? I have no idea. I don't... Was Nuprin a real thing? It was a real thing. <laughs> in Wayne's World... Remember in Wayne's World 2 and they're talking about... Uh, or, or, I think it was the first Wayne... No, whenever they know his arcade and stuff and they, they talk about sponsors. That's the first Wayne's Yeah, World. yeah. And he's like, he's like in front of like, you know, he's like... I, I will. I will never ba- or, uh, adhere to a sponsor. He's opening up a big Domino's pizza box right. and, and there's like Pepsi. And the Pepsi can. Right, but when it is the Nuprin thing, Reebok it goes shoes. to black and white, and the pills are yellow. Yeah, that, yeah. Was the com- <laughs> that was the commercials. Right. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, uh, yeah. We have a cool website, metalbypodcast.com, where you can get, where you can buy Nuprin. Again, little, <laughs> yellow, different. Nuprin. Ah, Nuprin. Little, yellow, different. All right. Let's let's be done with that part. I wanted to mention there's a, a there's a hard rock heavy metal podcast called The Thunder Underground and one of the co-hosts of that podcast Jason Wood is a patron of the show, cool dude. They've interviewed people like the, the Gene Simmons and stuff and they've had like the guys from Pantera. I think they've had uh, Phil and Selmo on and oh, stuff. Oh, wow, crazy. Cool podcast over there. They interviewed me. It's coming out I guess in a few weeks. Just wanted to give them a shout out. That's awesome. Uh we like to hear from the Metal Beat Podcast family. We read five emails a show. We're going to do that right now in a little section called the email corner. The email corner. All right, our first email is from Sam Mullins. It says, hi, guys. Just signed up as a patron. Oh, this is this is Sam. Sam? Sam. All right, Sam Mullins. This is a, the elusive Sam. Uh, just signed up as a patron, and I thought I'd drop you a line. I discovered your podcast after getting back into Metallica with the Justice Remaster release. Um, so recent. Wow. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, and wanting to really dive deep into the band since I've been listening uh, to one of your episodes every day. Completely out of order, by the way, which makes the evolution and some of the jokes really unique. I first got into Metallica after hearing Unforgiven 2 as a 13-year-old, and they became the first band I really loved and the reason I picked up a guitar. Over the last 20 years, I've dipped in and out of listening uh, to Metallica regularly, but every time I go uh, through a Metallica phase, I always go deep because uh, bands are as rewarding to really soak in now. Few bands are as oh, rewarding. Oh, sorry. Few, ba- few bands are as rewarding to soak in now, uh, and, and, and I have your podcast to guide me through, and I'm still discovering new things. I'm Aust- oh, I'm Australian, mate. Hey, right. not bad. Hello. I'll continue like this. I'm Australian, so I've only been to see the band once, 2010 in Sydney, and I didn't have a lot of money uh, at the time, so I saw them for the nosebleeds. Uh, I am desperately hoping uh, that the space in the 2019 schedule after the European summer will get filled in with Aussie dates uh, soon, and I'll have the chance to see them again and maybe get right up close. Crikey. Uh, keep up the good work. I'm glad to know that uh, there's so many Metallinos out there just like me, Sam. 
Well, you're not alone. There are at least three more. There's at least three. And they're all here in my studio right now. now. Yes. Yeah. We're all here. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Thanks, Sam. Junebug Fugit says, I was just listening to Sarah talk about the Spoken Washington show. Spoken? By the way. Spoken Washington. Spoken? Did I say it wrong? Spoken. Spoken. Spokane. How do you say it? Spokane. Spoke, spoke, Spokane. 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 Spokane, Washington, with Grey Papon. Oh, I live in Spokane. Which, by the way, Sarah Cleveland is the patron who won last month's Deluxe Correct, Justice yeah. Box. And, and uh, Junebug is referring to the metal tales I did with, with her. All right. Talking about how she got off the ride for several years it reminded me a uh, time of. It reminded me a time a friend of mine from Chicago came to visit me here in West Virginia back in 05. She was a diehard fan up until SM and just somehow drifted away from Metallica around 2000. So we were going out for something to eat, listening to some channel on Sirius XM, and they played The Unnamed Feeling. I didn't think anything of it. We were just talking, and the radio was on in the background. Suddenly, my friend started freaking out and yelling, Dude, I think that's Metallica on the radio. I was like, uh, yeah. Do you guys like the teleplay I'm doing now suddenly? I do like it, yeah. I was like, um, yeah. She said, no, listen, it sounds just like him. I said, I take it you don't have sane anger. LOL. (laughs) We don't get to talk very often anymore. She has cancer and is in a lot of pain. As far as I know, she never did get back on the Metallica ride. I think I'll send her a hardwired CD and see how she reacts. Uh, I was going to tell Junebug, we have a bunch of hardwired CDs here at HQ2. We do, yeah. So send me your uh, address and I'll send you a couple that you can send her. Yeah. Uh, He says, are you guys going to be able to go to the Louisville show in March? Got a whiplash ticket for it and I'm extremely excited. It's going to be my first Metallica show after being a fan for 30 years. Wow. That's awesome. I'm determined to get on the rail for my first show. Metal Tales has given me some great tips on how to get on the rail. I've even devised a plan to get Jim Brewer's attention. I'm going to have a Goat Boy shirt made, so hopefully I can suck up to him and get backstage. Uh, it'd be awesome if you guys get to go to the show. We could all hang out together and hang out even before Rock Out Junebug. Cool. We'll be there rocking out. With Coca-Cola uh, We hope to go to the Louisville show as well, uh, yeah. schedule permitting, of course. You know, we're... I think I'm already not going to be able to go. Oh, really? Yeah. We're, uh, we're definitely going, uh, we've said before, Birmingham and Nashville. Are you, are you still considering going to Little Rock? I'm trying Paul? to go to Little Rock on Sunday. Okay. Um, but yeah, Louisville might just be me. If, uh, if I'm in town, I can make it up there then. You, so you may try to go. Well, that's cool. I'll try. If, I, if I'm not on the road or anything, then I'll definitely well, try to go. Well, I think Brad Blazik's going. Cool. Me and old Double B can carpool or something. And are you hitting these shows? I'll see you there, man. Yeah, all right. Maybe. Don't, don't count on you're it. You're going. Yet. You know you're going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cancel any plans Dude, I have. Dude, don't not go. <laughs> don't. It's not, not like you can't not go. I'll don't. see you there. I'll be wearing a black t-shirt. Sweet. Uh, me can't too. miss I'll, me. I'll be in a, a black denim jacket, too. I'll be in a Metallica shirt. I'll be the guy with the armadillo in his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, Spinal Tap, by the way, guys. Oh, it is Spinal We're Tap. We're all in bands. 11. There we go. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, next one is from uh, Mark... Kilm- Kilm- Kilminster, that's so close to Lemmy, Lemmy's last name, uh, Kilminster, um, hey, Cle- Clething- hey Clethingtons, what does that mean? What is a Clethington? I don't know. Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Bueller. I, I don't know what Clethington is. No idea. <clears throat> uh, okay, well, <laughs> let's just say hey Clint Nathan. <laughs> oh, maybe this is there our is. name combined. Cool. C-L-E-T-H. Clethington? There's no G in either of our names. No, I don't know. Whatever. Let's just say. Yeah, joins them. Hey, I'm not trying to split hairs. I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying greeting. to understand, too. I'm trying to get educated here. Okay. All right. Anyways. Hey, Clint Ethan. Uh, just been to the just. Sorry. Just listening to the Justice. Listen through episode. So much fun, by the way. Wilt's driving home from the airport and had to pull over to share my theory on why James calls pre-choruses bridges. All right. Sorry. Papers. It's getting deep. Um, over in the UK, we generally call the pre-chorus a bridge as in bridge between the verse and the chorus. Uh, and, we call the bri- uh, and we call a bridge the middle eight. 
maybe this is a European thing, and so these uh, these are terms Fleming used and rubbed off on James. Just a thought. Got to get back on the road now. Pretty good theory. That's a good theory. I've heard like John Lennon refer to the, a bridge in a beautiful song as a middle eight because it's eight, right. it's usually eight bars. Right. Um, I guess you could use the same theory that it, it connects the uh, solo section with the last chorus or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. That's deep. Let's be honest. It almost does make more sense that it would be the pre-choruses because they have multiple times and they do connect the verse and chorus. A uh, pre-chorus is definitely, most certainly, not a bridge. No. It's just not a bridge. What can I say? Hey, man. <laughs> we call it soccer. You call it football. Whatever. <laughs> Shane, you want to read the next email? I feel like you're left out over there. Why don't you read the next one? You can hear me, right? I can hear you. All right. They can't, but I can't. Nicholas and David from C90 Podcast. Hey, guys. Killer Pod. Just want to say thanks for mentioning our pod, C90. Cool story about that woman, Anja? Anja. Anja, who, oh, moved, yeah. who moved to England and will be uh, reuniting with her two old friends at the Metallica gig. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Nicholas and David. Oh, cool. We had a little bit of a... We need to mention, we need to have a, a PSA for Anja. What happened was we thought it was a dude. And uh, multiple times, I think, referred to her as a, a, a male. What and... does it say about society that we assumed her gender was male? Fuck us, I know. But she, she, most Metallica fans are males. That's what that's, it was. The, I was yeah. joking. Statistically speaking, hi Sarah. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey Sarah and Jean and the other Sarah and Melody. <laughs> I'm going to name all of our female fans now. Melody and Anya. Yeah, Anja. Uh, did you ever say Sarah Cleveland? I already. I said the other Sarah. The other Sarah. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Have we confirmed who Samim is? No. We'll get there. There's it's coming up. There's a Samim there's Samim uh question coming up. Yeah, here. we're gonna take we'll, it. We're gonna have a little um, Samim talk. Anyway, so I I I wrote Anya back and, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Apologies. She even sent a photo of herself like partying to prove that she was a female. Which by the way, no photo evidence necessary. Yeah, just say I'm a girl. Next time we're in England, now we can, you know, put a put a name to a face. Our trust hasn't eroded to such a point that she's like, I'm a, I'm actually a chick. We're like, I don't know. I doubt it. Statistically speaking, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm gonna need some evidence. Yeah, fake news. I'm gonna need to see that goddamn birth certificate. <clears throat> you're an, you're not even an English male. <laughs> <laughs> you're Kenyan. Okay. Our last email is from Zelchko Monks Bowl. Wow, Hello, that's an awesome name. Hello, podcast. Greetings from Denmark. Greetings from Denmark. Greetings from Denmark. In the summer of 2018, the company I worked for went bankrupt, and I've struggled to find a new job. And started to lose hope, and the days seemed longer and harder to get through. In November, I found your podcast and just pushed play on the latest episode, which was episode 99 with Darren Edwards. Oh, cool. I didn't know what to expect and found the show quite amusing, so I decided to start from the beginning and try to catch up. Your podcast really saved the day for me because I'm so awesomely entertained all the way through. Your nerdiness, chemistry, and humor, which, by the way, reminds me so much of my own. Uh, it says, there hasn't been one single episode that didn't make me LOL, which I believe stands for laughing out loud. I, we'll we'll, we'll fact check that later. But I'll yeah, Google it. Sure. But I'm but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and he says not the fake LOL, which is usually more of an NE, which is a nose exhale. Which I'll do one of those right now. <laughs> I know I know a guy who laughs like this. Really? And it's like, dude, you're a grown up. You can decide to stop doing that at any time. <laughs> you can make a decision to go... <laughs> like, laughing is involuntary. That's what's so great about laughter is you can't help it. You, but right. you can control the way it snorts out of you. Don't you think? I think, for the, I think for the most part, maybe, but I don't know. If I had a horribly obnoxious laugh, I would, I would consciously try and... Would you go, like, go like laugh therapy? <laughs> yeah. 
If you're like <laughs> church giggle therapy, yeah. yeah. It, see, church giggles are a okay, and my church giggle is more of like a silent wheezing. So well, you know well, that's it's when, real. It's when you're trying to hold it back and not laugh. You know when in we church, we the only time we ever almost had a round two of church giggles was a few weeks ago when we were doing the thank yous. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was... I was real close to launching <clears throat> off. It's, yeah, it's like you can feel yourself launching into it, and you just sort of keep your it. body starts kind of shaking. Like <laughs> you're like your mouth is closed. You're trying to let it out. Maybe we'll do a little thank yous. Later. It's almost like you're trying to hold in a hiccup. You know. Well, since then, like even on my personal Instagram, like if I post anything, a lot of our listeners right thank you thank you (laughs) okay uh he says last week i got a job as an engineer now i have a commute one hour each way which doesn't bother me that much because i can listen to approximately one episode in each direction it's a win win because of your podcast i'm ready to re-listen to load and reload and give them a chance that's our second highest compliment yeah awesome first highest compliment is that we sound like people's metallica friends just having a natural right exactly second highest compliment People are giving load and reload a chance. Yeah, I, I have friends that because of our podcast, close friends that have done that. Uh, me, you. Now speaking of that, we're doing a metal madness with our friend Shane here, which we're gonna. I don't know. We have a lot of listeners who are like, "Can we hear from Shane?" God damn it. Yeah, we're gonna hear from Shane in a second, and we're actually gonna do a load versus reload metal madness. Yeah, that'll be fun. Which is gonna be fun because he's all up in the that material because they have to learn it for their band. Love it, man. Because if one Play of your about half a load right now, one of your claims. Is that you're a deep cut band? You got some little misfit like me going, yeah, but do you guys play Attitude? Do you guys play Fixer? Damn right, and we the do. The answer is yes, right? Yeah. And then I'm going, okay, okay. Like, I've got the arms crossed. Like, okay, we'll see. Well, okay. Yeah, well, I'll be the Thank judge. you. I'll be the judge of that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this <laughs> is Fixer. Thank you. <laughs> Lay beside me. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Fortune, fame, thank you. <laughs> there it is. You could do that with every track, I bet. Mm-hmm. Oh my every God. line, really. Good day, how did, thank you. <laughs> I can remember it, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just doing load and reload, man. Oh, I was sorry. I was, just, I was just, well, man, whatever. Hey, okay. Yeah, we get carried away from time <laughs> well, to time. Dude, whatever. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna, well, dude, whatever. Listen, I'm going to sing whatever line I want to thank you. <laughs> Is this any way? Keep up the good work, and I look forward to catching up with you and being more updated. I play guitar myself. I can't wait to listen to the gear episode. Well, Shane was just telling us he thought the gear episode was pretty good. Yes, you might and like it, too. He's a gear nerd himself. Loved it. On the drive up last night, James's part one, I listened to again. Wow. That was we got to do a, a, awesome. a Lars episode on, on kits. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love to come back for that. Okay, we could talk five oh, hours about that. that. Out. Oh yeah, my just, god! Just hey, just drive back to Florida on your way down. We'll do hey, it. Good. Pick he me said, up at B and A. He says, "Wow, I actually live really close to B and A. It's right over there." Right there, man. Uh, he says, "Wow, just realized that I'm directing this email to Ethan and Clint from April of 2017 because he's not caught up." Right. right? Yeah. So he says this. He's I have on no dial idea. up. He says, "I have no idea." He actually wrote us a letter with like the wax seal. Yeah. Through <laughs> via courier pigeon. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what the newest episodes have developed into or what you guys are making jokes of. Is Torben, are Torben and Dave still part of the show? I think they might be. Hello. Uh, is Outlaw Torn still a thing? Yes. It is a thing. It's, it's, still it's a tapered thing. off. Well, time has... Oh, er- Ethan, I forgot. I wore a shirt just for you today. Uh, I don't know. What does it say? 
The Outlaw Corn. The Outlaw Corn. Outlaw Corn chapter shirt. Yeah. Just for you, man. That's a great shirt. I think it's great. So it's a play on the the Children of the Children Corn. Of the corn yeah. It's re- dude. Can yeah. we can we get some of those shirts from those dudes? I'll send you some. Holy shit. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Are that is all, a bitch shirt. Like in red like that. So? I think it's only this one. They might have that's a black fine. one. But that's my favorite I mean, I chapter. Black, but it's my favorite chapter name. That's a pretty good one. It's we, great. We the played uh, for the Midwest. We played Sioux City a couple months ago, and they brought the band some shirts. I'm like, dude, nice. awesome. Yeah, that's great. Great guys. Well, shout out to the Outlaw Corn. Yeah, hey, what's I think up? I think a lot of the ch- chapter people listen to the show. Yeah, I think so. He says, "Is Samim still writing you letters?" And the answer, there we go, is no. Is no. We have not heard from Samim it's, in over a year. It's probably been over a year. We're not even sure if Samim a, a, listens to the show. He sent us B, our first email, the very first night, our very first email. Yeah. It was and like the morning after we we launched. Istanbul yeah. must have lost their dial up. I remember like I was like laying in bed, I just woke up, checking my phone, and I was like, Holy shit, I texted Clint, like, we got our first email from like Turkey. Samim, if you're out there We're hope you hope you're okay. We hope everything's cool. Yeah. Send us another letter. Even just says what's up? Like Even if it's I'm brief. alive. And then Even we'll say how brief. does it feel to be alive? Uh, fly <clears> to Nashville and have them look through your window. There we go. That no there problem. Or no breathe on your window, sorry. I just want to know that when I put my when I look up at the moon, is Samim looking at the same moon? Exactly. When I put my hand on the window, I imagine sometimes that Samim's in <laughs> Turkey yeah. putting his hand on the window, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he says, is Ethan still saying totally all the time? Not totally. that I think it's a problem. He totally is. Totally, yeah. And I, that's also been grafted onto me a little bit, too. I say totally more these days. Yeah, we're, we're, we're rubbing off on each other. Yeah. In that, in Literally. Not in a sexual way. Or, or is it? He says, I love when Torben's on. I think it's funny because to me it sounds like it's Hans Gruber from Die Hard quoting Torben. Oh. I really want to listen to all the episodes chronologically, so I won't notice if you'll pick my letter up for one of your episodes. Anyways, cheers. And if you ever come by Copenhagen, New Jersey, changing to a Torben voice, I'll treat you as a glass of tall cold beer. Oh, so nice. Love, Goose on the Loose 83. Another New Jersey. So It's everywhere. Love it. It's just really... It's crazy that they're going to have to wait dozens and dozens and dozens of episodes to hear their email read. Well, that's okay. That's okay. And just like that, you can write us from the past or the future or really yeah. any dimension that really, you're yeah, currently Really, yeah, the alternate in. 1985, whatever you want to do. It's Metal Up Your Podcast, show at Juma.com. Let's get out of the email corner. Please. Hey, this is Ethan and Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we want to talk to you about something we love called Patreon. That's right. Patreon is a way for fans of the show to give back to the show to donate money that uh, helps us in quality and content. And not only that, but we've actually come up with all sorts of fun incentives to give back to you for supporting the show. Exactly. For instance, if you donate $5 or more, you get access to Cover Our World Blackened, which is the official Metal Up Your Podcast Metallica cover EP. That's right, and that's the only way to get it. In addition to the EP, we also give you priority email access, meaning we'll read your email first on the show. We give you early access to Patreon-exclusive merchandise, Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and any other side projects that Ethan and I might be involved in. There's all sorts of things you can look at on there and you can donate to. Go check it out, patreon.com slash Podcast. How do you spell that, Clint? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. And if you really think about it, $5 a month for an entire year, that's really just like a cup of coffee a month. So go check it out. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Adios. And now for the matter at hand, we are finally able to just open it up with Shane. This is going to be an unstructured convo. About all things Metallica, all things one, the only Metallica tribute band. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can I start off with something first? Of course. To, to you guys, from all the diehard fans, the travelers, the Met Clubbers, the chapters, a big fucking thank you for what you do. Oh, man. Hey. Because this, really this is what people like us needed. 
Because there's only so many times you can click refresh on the website. There's only so many times sure. when MetOnTour.com was still rocking. Oh, right, to, yeah. To, to go to the next level, you know, as Lars would say, that's next level shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from all of us, thank you for what you do. It's great. It's almost addicting. Fucking keep it up. Oh, man, that is so sweet. Well, and that thus concludes our episode here. All and, right, uh, check you later. For, uh, this concludes the, the entire project. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you know, it, it, uh, well, first of all, you're welcome, and, and it's uh, the pleasure is ours. I mean, we enjoy doing this, and you know, it, it can get a bit grueling sometimes with scheduling and stuff like that. But it's it's something that I think I would want if we hadn't started it. Like, it's awesome. You always checking the happen. website, looking up stuff about your favorite band, and then all of a sudden, there's this thing called a podcast that comes out about them. So we're well, happy to put it out there, and it's become such a big part of our lives, even beyond the music. So it's got to be a blast. Making a lot it's of new a blast friends as a listener. Awesome, dude. That's Thank fucking you. great. Sweet. Thank you very much. So. What I'm curious about, I kind of want to start at the beginning a little bit with you. So you're a drummer. Yep. <clears throat> Obviously a Metallica diehard. Have you, when did you come online? Let's, let's hear you kind of the origin story. We did this a little bit on the Metal Tales. but I became aware of when I was 10 years old, right when the Black Elm was dropping. Mm-hmm. Can't say you were a huge fan then at 10 because, you know, you were aware of him. You knew what it was. Yeah. You're, uh, you're watching MTV. First show, cool. Faith No More, GNR. And the boys. Wow. Can't beat that. The Guns Metallica tour. That's and amazing. from there, it was all, uh, as I like to call it, uphill. And we, yeah. haven't, we haven't looked back since. When did drums come in for you? Were you already playing at Started 10? Started playing when I was six. Oh, oh, wow. Cool. One of those kids that was forced to play piano by their parents and mm-hmm. hated every minute of it. Yeah. But uh, now so glad that I did. Was it like a trade-off for you? Like my, my, When I first started playing guitar, I wanted to play drums first. I ended up becoming a drummer, but... My dad was like, why don't you start on guitar? And if right. you like it after a year, we'll, right. s- we'll switch you to drums. Was it like that for you? Uh, I played for like two or three years and then had a neighbor down the street who was a phenomenal drummer. I mean, like classic 80s. Not glam, but, you know, 80s rock. Yeah. And he used to ride my bike down <laughs> ride my bike down to their house, sit on the curb, because he'd open up his windows on a nice summer night and play. Yeah. And it was just amazing. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Hmm. There you go. Did you ever keep up with piano? Someone's no. got to play the intro to the Unforgiven Three. <laughs> I can play Hero of the Day and Call of Cthulhu for about eight seconds. Okay, there we go. Hey, that's all it takes. So to, I'm a pianist. <clears> that's <throat> all it takes to uh, impress a lady. Exactly. All you need is just eight seconds of something. They're like, "Holy yeah. shit!" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of tired now." That's right. Yeah, my hands are. You know, <laughs> I, I've given you enough. Not feeling it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want this baby. All Two minutes me. is all I need. The spirit left me. So drums became your thing. Were your parents pretty cool with you getting a drum kit? And, Absolutely. And banging around on that shit at the house. Absolutely. So many of us are so lucky to have had supportive parents like that who helped us find our path in music. Mm-hmm. My parents were total rock stars. Mom got me into the piano thing. Mm-hmm. Thank her every day for that. Mm-hmm. Dad supported everything. That's great. The only song my dad likes is, you know, Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> it's my wife right there. So you can picture a 75-year-old going, and nothing else matters. Yep, I'm a big <laughs> fan, Shane. <laughs> I try to like uh, Trojan Horse Metallica songs and like I'll play like Hero of the Day. And you know, the, the beginning right. of Hero of the Day is really pleasant, you know? And then it kicks into that uh, mom, they try to break my wife's like, I know what you're doing. The bridge, yeah. Right. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Um, if you ease someone <laughs> into it with S&M, they like it. S&M is, is a great. If you put Kill 'em All on, you're going to be in trouble. Right. Well, most days I'm in trouble if I'm playing Kill 'em All. That's yeah. not one of my go tos. You've got to be in a mood for that. For me, yeah. To me, to me, Kill 'Em All is a good driving record. It is a good, yeah. It is Maybe a good not travel a long record. distance, like it's the middle of the night record. Like I like to put on like the Ghost of Tom Joe by Bruce Springsteen Ooh. in the middle of the night. However, if you're, it's like the morning you got your coffee, you're like ready to run some errands, like pff, hit the lights. That's a good morning, like wake up. record. Ghost of Tom Joe is a really good crash your car record because you fell asleep. It is, but it's but like it's, audio heroin. It's amazing. 
<laughs> uh, dude, uh, I'm a huge. I'm not fan. trying to convince you. I'm just uh, as Honey, a matter please. of fact. Hey, listen, I I listen to it all when I move uh, back to the East Coast from California. I listen to it all the way. Me and my dog Lucius all the time get in my car and we drive all the way up the Emerald Coast. Oh, gorgeous! <laughs> Listening to the ghost of Tom Joad. Oh, that when he said when he says the highway is alive tonight. I just when I'm on the highway, I just connect. When he says here in Youngstown, Ohio, it makes me want to go to Youngstown. Oh, I love it! And, build, and build a bridge or Agreed. dig a well. Yes, of course, do something, of honey. Of course. <laughs> okay. So you plan since you're six. Um, it's a pretty important part in any musician's uh, life. It's a, an important time when you form your first band. What was your first band? What were they called? You'll How never old? guess. I have a feeling. Metal Militia in eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. And it was a Metallica cover band, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, I think we played Bells, Sandman, maybe tried to attempt Sanitarium, but that didn't go over so well. Did you have your own songs, too, or were you just kind of covering? Uh, I was half and half. Yeah. Oh, cool. We played the eighth grade lock-in end of your party. Yeah. I mean, we made it. Dude, when you you're know, in eighth grade and you using 30 watt crate function? amps. Hell yeah. Uh, I had one. I had a crate, a, right? a two by 12 crate amp. Yeah, crate amps. Crams were the it shit came, when you were that young. Well, was it came it? with onboard di- digi- digital signal processing, so it had chorus and flanger and yeah. delay. Correct. You had to just turn the knob. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest shit. We rocked the eighth grade uh, party for. I'm sure we thought there was thirty thousand people there. There's yes. you know sixty. And that's also when you realize that like not that many people in your school like metal. Right. <laughs> They're all like, oh god, plugging their ears. Where's the and, DJ at? Yeah. Yeah, although it's probably a lot harder now than it was then. We want to hear Rick Atsley? We, we want to hear TLC. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing some of that. I, I mean, was like I'll, 90, I was in the Scrubs. 97, 98. <laughs> well, he's talking about the crazy, sexy, cool record with Waterfalls. Oh, Waterfalls, yeah. 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 And Creep and Red Light Special. Which you shouldn't go chasing. Just a PSA. Honey, please. The rivers, the lakes you used to, stick to them. Uh, stick to them. You don't want to hassle with the rest of that shit. I know it's going to be your way or nothing at all, but I think you're moving too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was great, man. Is that T-Boss over there? <clears throat> so Metal Militia's happening. You're playing the lock-in. Yep. Where do you go from there? Uh, the band disintegrates the summer of ninth grade. Right. Big press release. Drug, drug Can't is, believe you didn't hear about drug this. Drug-related That totally sounded like right. a band name. Drug the band, the band disintegrates at the end of eighth grade. <laughs> and then press release. <laughs> uh, uh, high school bands, cover bands, and then the old, uh, it's time to grow up and go to college and get a bullshit career happened well another interesting thing about you is that you're also a pilot correct whoa i didn't know this he's been he's been talking me off the ledge a little bit of some of this prop plane shit i've been doing yeah I'm like, I, dude are these safe I, don't you like i would love like to talk that, about it i've, I've talked Do to what? you've been flying around in probably like a king air i think like it's a, like a six-seater two prop beachcraft king air uh, yeah I, I six I seats including the pilot no, the, so it's the pilot so and the co-pilot. Eight of you, and then there's one, two, three, five. There's two, four in a cabin, and then there's one seat kind of in the tail with a seat that's like a toilet. And you board through a door behind the wing. Yes, it's probably a King Air. Okay, triple prop. That's what I was thinking. And these are the kind of planes you fly, right? Do you fly commercial jumbo planes or I fly a seven thirty seven eight hundred? If you know what that is, seven thirty seven. That's like yeah. a jumbo, right? Yeah, one hundred seventy people. That's a big plane. Yeah. So is that is that kind of your main job or like that's my main job? Wait, okay. so okay, so you're a commercial pilot? Yes, sir. For what airline? Uh, undisclosed. Undisclosed. You can't talk about that. Charter vacation airline out of Minneapolis. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yep. So this uh, is, uh, th- is Captain Shane speaking. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take a video of that next week and send it to you guys. <laughs> Please do. Absolutely. So how often are you flying a week? I mean. Uh, two, three days a week. Okay. And then I can be off for five and then 
on for five, off for five. My so, schedule's kind of up in the air because it lets me do the band thing on the weekend. Yeah. Right? So the tribute band's all weekend warrior shit. Okay. And then I'll take all my vacation and save it up for April and May, and we'll go tour for 40, 50 days straight. Wow. God, that's so cool. Yeah. I would be so stoked if I was like on a, on a flight somewhere and... All of a sudden, I found out that the pilot was like not only Wayne and Metallica, but a drummer in a tribute band that tours. I'd be like, "This plane's not going down. This is it." Yeah. And then I play "So What" over the PA. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Great for children. Yeah. <laughs> great for children. Great last for the caress. elderly on the Sorry, plane. Sorry, last caress. <laughs> yeah, totally. even better. So uh, yeah, fly. That's the day job. That's cool. the career. And then a couple of years ago, the tribute band we made a big investment and bought a small Cessna. Because mm. we're sick of the fucking interstate all weekend. Oh, so yours truly, Lars the Second, is the captain of the Cessna 210. And you put on tour, and you put the coiled snake on it, right? Coiled snake magnet and the ninja stars on the tail. See, that's did what you I'm, really amazing? We're gonna, yeah, man. We're gonna have you send us some pictures. We'll put them on our. We're sections. gonna have you come pick us up at well, John hey, C. Toon Airport when one we night. come to Nashville. We'll be in that. Wow, really? Yeah. So the pre-party will come down for that. You that's, guys are real rock stars. A, these are, yeah, you're like a fucking yeah, rock star. We try. You have a private plane. We try. With the logos on it, and you're going to fly into what would probably be the John C. Toon Airport. That's the private, or the, the little regional private airport. I will fly right into B&A. Into B&A? Okay. Yeah. Well. In my mind's eye, I see the boys, for whatever reason, have to get in their old school coiled snake plane. For whatever reason, they're like, hey, we, we got the old plane from the 90s. We're going to go on this quick trip. And you guys are flying to a gig. The year and a half airplane? And you guys are like in the air, and Lars looks out, and he's like, Shame. What the fuck is that? <laughs> there's, there's the coiled snake. It's like us from the future. It's like the Langoliers or something. Yeah, remember the Langoliers? Well, you probably have to look down because that plan has to fly a lot lower altitude. right? Yeah, we're low, low. We're like seven, eight, nine thousand. Okay, Metallica's at forty-five thousand in their Gulfstream. Totally. So you're still playing drums, but you go to school. I'm guessing like aviation type school. Yep. To and that's not an easy gig, right? To become a to get your license to be a pilot. Ah, uh, time consuming. It's expensive. What what you have to have like a certain amount of hours or something? Yeah, Logged. hours, logbooks, ratings. Yeah, you got to instruct for a while. Then you got to work for peanuts flying skydivers or towing banners up and down the beach. Then you get hired at a regional airline to make like twenty thousand dollars a year and live out of your parents' basement. Yeah, let's talk about beach banners. Really, <laughs> really glamorous flying. What are and we don't have to camp out here long. What are a couple of things that the average passenger does not know about the flying experience? 99% of our day is sheer boredom. Yeah. I we, might have guessed that. So we work for the first... When we're at the gate and you're boarding or we're getting set up, we're busy. Right. We taxi out. We take off. The first eh, 10 minutes are busy. And then the robots fly the plane. And then the robots fly the plane and you just stare out the window thinking about, you know, metal up your podcast and your earbuds. <laughs> and well, then, does a single silver tear slide down? Eh, more than one. <laughs> So you're going Minneapolis to like Los Angeles. Over Las Vegas, you start to kind of get busy and get prepared for the descent, start right. the approach, and land in L.A., and then you know sit on the taxiway for 50 minutes because the gate's full and it's still congested. Yeah. You've been there. Oh, yeah, many times. So yeah. if we were to like open up that cockpit door in the middle of a long flight like from New York to, go to, to L.A., well, other, at, before we go to jail... I'd shoot you. We would just see the pilots. They're not like hurriedly pressing buttons and controlling... No. They're just chilling. Are, chilling. Are they talking? You guys friends? We're you guys chatting. Any t- chatting up there? Always chatting. Yeah. Everyone's going, dude, tell me about your band. Dude. <laughs> and I'm dude. like, I'm just going to save it for Metal Up Your Podcast, so just listen. Just listen to do the you have a, a, uh, Is it a different co-pilot every time, or do you have like so many people you, you fly with often? A wingman, perhaps. A wingman. Uh, we're paired together for the month. Okay. So mm-hmm. that can either be a really cool month or a really long month. I think what would be awesome for you is uh, if you got paired with somebody who was also a fan of the podcast... 
Right. And once you guys got to cruising altitude, like, and the robots turn it took on. over, like, hey, let's listen to episode 76. Absolutely. It's time for the Justice box set yeah. at 40,000 feet. I'll give you $10,000. I'm just talking to Ethan. If you can tell me what episode 76 was. 76? I'll give you $10,000. Uh, that, um, that was us revisiting Hardwired. I don't know if that's true, but I just guessed. Thank you. Oh, my God. You I'm said that look, so confidently. I'm going to look while we're just hanging out. You said 76? You got yeah. ten grand in that road case over there, man? I'm going to have to sell all this shit. Yeah, I think you're out of I'm luck. Gonna, I'm going to sell my anal vomit cassette. Uh, that's cool. I, okay, first of all, I was like three episodes off. What's 76? Uh, wow. 1986, A Year in the Life of Metallica. You owe me $10,000. <laughs> that wasn't the deal. <laughs> just buy him a snake bite. Yeah, perfect, yeah. <clears throat> all right, cool. So, tell me about the origin of one, the only tribute to Metallica. Bass player and I played in a cover band in 2004. I was through the idea around of having a tribute, not a cover band, but a true tribute. Right. And he said, dude, what's the chances of finding a Hetfield? I said, yeah, you're right. Fast forward a couple months later, we're playing this club in Maplewood, Minnesota, and our front man, Chris, you know, a.k.a. James walks in. And we're both like, oh, my God, look at that guy. Oh, like, looked like him. Yeah. He, do, he does look yeah. a lot like James. It's crazy, dude. man. Let alone sing and play like him. So about a billion to one odds. Mm-hmm. I went over him and said, has anyone ever told you? And he stopped me and goes, let me guess. You're going to tell me I look like James Hetfield. Then he goes, not only do I play and sing guitar, but I actually worked for Metallica in the early 90s. Oh, wow. And I said, this is too good to be true. Yeah. Um, would you like to come up and sing tonight? It was actually, actually his bachelor party. And I said, let's have the bachelor on stage sing. I think it was Seek and Fight Fire. Okay. And he came up and blew the place away. And I'm like, I got to get your number. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years later, I call him. And I'm flying. The career's taken off. No time for a band. And it turns out he lives five minutes down the road from me in Minneapolis. Crazy. We hook up, put it together. And here we are 10 years later and 332 shows later. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Played all 48 states. Uh, we've played in the Middle East. We've opened up. Wow, so like a U- USO thing? Uh, no, Bahrain and uh, Abu Dhabi. Just, oh, wow. Just a promoter over there. and um, Played for the Crown Prince. I played in Great. Bahrain. Great time. And it's it exceeded all my expectations. Slightly so warm there, too. What we'd do with it. Yeah. So talk, let's talk a little bit about the difference. And we did this also in Metal Tales. But yep. difference between a cover band and a tribute band. Because a cover band, I was in a cover band for 10 years in Birmingham. And we played everything. We had like our first set was like Train and Coldplay. This kinda. is the story of a girl. Yeah, For all sure that, that shit. Song, right? The lead singer played acoustic. Yeah. Second set was the party set where we played like Pour Some Sugar on Me and Prince. And yeah, sure. The third set was a heavy set where we played Metallica and Rage Against the Machine and shit. Yeah. Good cover really, band. It was a good uh, lesson in how to play a lot of different kinds of music. But a tribute band is a completely different monster. Oh, yeah. The sound, the look, the right. equipment, the stage props, the presence, the right. attitude. We 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 like to call ourselves the one and the only because I think we're the only ones that cover all aspects of that. Right, right. So it was the vision, you know, when you wanted to put the band together, you found your James, you found Chris. Yep. Um, was was that kind of on the plate? Like, if we're going to do this, let's really fucking do it. Yeah, it was all or nothing. Right. We, we're on our third Kirk. The rest of us are original, and hmm. it's everyone. <laughs> it sounds so funny. Yeah. We're on our third Kirk. <laughs> He's in my phone as KH3, like the guitar. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's that like replacing a member in a band like that? Like, do you were you able to audition a bunch of dudes, or did you have someone in mind? Or First guy was fired. Second guy uh, had to walk away for family reasons. Mm-hmm. Great guitar player. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris came across, you know, our current KH3, and it was 
no audition needed. Yeah. He showed up, and we, I think the first time we played was, I think, Blackened. And I know we played Harvester, and I, I mean, within 10 minutes, I'm like, yeah. I mean, well, shit, if you, if this you, is if you got to get through Blackened, no problem. You're like, yeah, we're going to be fine. If you can shred Blackened, not looking at your fretboard and just hanging out and, yeah. and nailing it, you're the guy. Wow. I can't shred it looking at my fretboard. Oh, no. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, cool. So you've been, so this band's been going for 10 years? Yes. Wow. 10 cool. years and over 300 shows. What do you think's different about you guys now than when you started? How, how have you guys evolved? Well, they have an airplane. Uh, well, obviously, you've been evolving with the band. I mean, a couple years yeah. ago, you guys got a whole new record of material to learn. That's a whole fun. new Christmas yeah, how gift that? to Hardwired. Like, like, so, like, a single comes out, you know, that comes out maybe, uh, what was it, Moth Second? Yep. But uh, when you get yeah. the record, is it all of a sudden like, all right, dudes. Time to get to work. We got homework. Time to get to work, boys. That's got to be an exciting time for a tribute band. I think yeah. we played Hardwired six days after it came out live. Awesome. And, and you learn every song on the record when it comes out. Uh, no, we haven't. Okay. For, uh, or just as, as need be. Most of the front side. And then the, I think uh, two weeks after that, we had a show and we debuted Halo and Moth. Cool. And then we, we added, spit out the bone? We have not. Okay. We just, oh, I, boy. I, I know. It's time. It's like we're holding it like, it's time. like they do for so long. I mean, long. they held it for a while. Yeah. They have, I don't think they were planning on it being as well-received as it was. I'm waiting for Here Comes Revenge. Yeah. And That's Savage. That's because I know through the crew they were rehearsing that yeah. way early on and they haven't they played it yet. I think they actually even did it in the tuning room at the St. Louis show I was at on the stadium tour. Oh, wow. They did Here Comes Revenge. Crazy. I was at that show. I didn't see you. I was wearing a black shirt. Well, I can't believe didn't we you didn't see, spot did each other. You, wow. When you're walking through the parking lot, you didn't notice a little a, I, a plane with a coiled snake on it? I don't want <laughs> to sound Parked like a douchebag. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a douchebag, but I was front rail in the snake pit during that one. I was too. Oh, you were in the snake pit? Yes, sir. And in St. Louis? You might want to yes, go back sir. and look at photos of you at that show. Maybe he's right next Our to you. Our friend Matt Thomas, who was doing pyro, was taking all these pictures of me from under the stage. That was another great episode you guys did. I bet you pyro in dude. It. Yeah. That's SFX, Matt? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Matt's awesome. Awesome. He's a great dude. Yeah. Awesome. He just finished up the uh, Taylor Swift tour. He just did the reputation yeah, tour that's right. with her. We just hung out the other night. He came. I did a show here in town for my record release. And he came to the <laughs> that, show. That was a great episode. He uh, attached a GoPro and filmed the show for me. Great. Awesome guy. Cool. Dude, speaking of Taylor, just for a second, my friend Mike Meadows plays guitar for her. The other night, he surprised me. Took me to Rufus Wainwright played in town. Cool. Did he play played, at the Country Music Hall of Fame he played theater? At the CMA theater. Yeah. Wasn't sold out. We're talking 500 people. Sure. Wasn't full, sold out. Wasn't sold out. Like your own private show. Full band. The first set was mostly his first record. Took an intermission. Second set, he played the record poses from front to back. Crazy. Wow. Like crying. Not sold out. It's one of, not sold. Was out. it like unannounced or something? I didn't hear about it. He texted me and said, "Hey man, Rufus is playing tonight. We got to go." It was it, booked it, under the name Dehan. <laughs> exactly. Right. It was a. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. No, he, he said, hey, dude, Rufus is playing tonight. we got to go. And I was flying in from California. I was like, man, I can't. I'm picking up my family. I can't go. He said, they're playing poses. He's playing poses front to back. So I'll be there. I was like, my wife will understand. And yeah. she did. <laughs> Honey, here's your Uber. <laughs> yeah, sorry, babe. <laughs> Rent a car seat from the I airport. I haven't seen you in a week. <laughs> Tell Nova her dad loves her, kind of, but he loves the record poses more. <laughs> All right, so where were we with this? So you talk about like, oh yeah, so yeah, what what has changed other than like something like hardwired? Like you guys rehearse a lot. Do you guys have goals that you're trying to meet? We don't rehearse. We play on an average of fifty shows a year. Right, that's, that's plenty. Everyone so, does their homework. Like crazy right, you just show yeah. up if you're going to learn easy homework, learn and, learn damage ink for the next show. You guys just show up and better know it. The last probably two or three years, we've started to do a lot more like theme shows. Okay, where we're like you know, there's no singles, no radio hits, no staples, and don't greatest hits crap. Um, what was the last theme show you did? Say that again. What was the last themed show you did? Oh God, uh, we did cunning stunts. 
in its entirety, that's like right. the DVD. Oh, that's cool. Unbelievable. And we even had the destruction scene with a dummy falling from a truss, and then we played Evil and Motor Breath at the end under four light bulbs. See, wow. it's that kind of attention to detail that yeah. just absolutely amazes me. That was fun. If Metallica ever adds a fifth member, can I join your band? You're in. Sweet. Me and Clint can switch off. How about You're, that? You, I'll be Phil Tao. You'll be Phil Tao. you got to have at I'll... least eight or nine sweaters to try out. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> i got to get in the zone. Who can I be? Uh, um, who could you be? Zone you it. Be, you Bob be, Rock? Like, you could be Lloyd Grant. You could be, be Rob Lloyd... McGovney. I wouldn't mind being Bob Rock, and then I can wear like sweet, flowy shirts. Get the waterfall ponytail happening? And then I can play, I then, can play based my, on St. Anger songs. And then my singer can go, hey, man, where'd you get this dress? Exactly. Oh, I love that. It's great. That was when they were doing overdubs in Vancouver. Vancouver. It was. Yeah, it was up in Vancouver. It was just, it goes, peace, brother. That's <laughs> right. Peace, brother. There's so many Great. one-liners oh, in God, a year and a half. Amazing. Oh, man. Um, well, tell us some of the crazy... Tell us, tell us something crazy about this band. So you've been oh, able to God. interface with Metallica themselves, right? Or the crew and... Mostly the crew. <clears throat> I've, I've met the band, you know, various meet and greets, hardwire right. experiences. Um, I've met them in a couple airports late night. We've had one meeting about the band, but mostly through their crew. And they're aware of you guys and what you're doing. Yes. That's cool that they yes. kind of have their pulse on that. Very cool. What was the... Uh, was it... Uh, There's another tribute band with a Canadian, maybe, that all their gear got stolen, and Metallica basically paid for them again yes. here? I'm trying to think. Remember that story? I think that was a San, Sandman tribute. I apologize because I'm not coming up with the name, but it's. I think it was somewhere in Vancouver. Yeah, guys, it sounds familiar that it was Canada. But they lost their whole trailer and they had Metallica yeah. replaced it. I mean, all that you know that that to say is that I mean it's cool that yeah they are called Sandman. They've reached out to us about that. Okay, cool. Um, but you know, it's like uh, there's there's you know bands who have tribute bands of them could very easily be dicks about it and be like, hey, sure. stop playing our shit. Sure, you know? stop using our, our font or whatever. But it's cool that they're down with it. You know, even they like I said they re- they paid for these dudes to get their gear replaced. Very cool. You know. What's next, you know? Buying you guys a second plane? Yeah, their old, you know, jet from the Black Album Tour. Perfect. Triple prop. Yeah. 1960s Gulfstream. So what about the crew? So how, you know, you've, I've mentioned before that some of the crew are now open to coming on the show and talking to us. Right, That's yeah. kind of all been made possible by Shane because you have a relationship with some of these dudes. How awesome did, dudes. Yeah. How did you how did you form those relationships? And... <laughs> the funny part is I met Zach. Zach's kind of their stage manager for those that don't know and Rob's tech. He's been with them since, you know, 86, 87. Uh, I met him at the remember the San Jose Sharks night with Metallica? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't. We, we were next to it's each hockey. other. Oh, okay. You know they do the, the they do they Metallica the night thing. at the Giants thing. Yeah. They 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 were doing this, something similar at uh, for Sharks games. So I'm in the men's room at a urinal and look over at the other urinal. Kind of odd. Zach Harmon. Hey, dude. Then he looked down. Uh, he did. <laughs> okay, perfect. He goes, you're the guy from one. Uh, not really. <laughs> Got to know Zach at the Sharks. Tell? Yeah, told him about the band and then showed him some video and pictures. He's like, can you text me those right now? I need to go show the guys who are sitting in the suite this. Wow. I said, absolutely. So I got his number and started corresponding. Then the real cool thing is um, if you look closely at the Halo on Fire video, I'm in that video, and that's where I met Jimmy Lars' tech. Right. And we started shooting the shit because there was so much downtime in between takes of shooting the video. We could talk about Hail on Fire for hours. That was how, such a cool experience. How did it come to pass that you became a, like an extra in the video? <laughs> Is that the video where you're, you're in a circle and there's like someone fighting? The fighting. In the yeah. yeah, and it's black and white. Right. Yep. Um, 
That's it's where, where the, it's the, the whole story of that girl, right? That gets out of bed and goes down the street and ends up in the in the bra, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's wearing the white shirt and yeah. nipping out. And She's super just <laughs> gross looking. Hey, leave me out of it. Nipples the size, size of drumsticks. <laughs> drumsticks? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's insane. He's not exactly Two Bs or five A's? <laughs> Somewhere in there. So how did you get to be in that video? Uh, contest. Just a Met Club thing. We need oh, extras. Really? Come on out and... You know, the airlines let me fly for free, so let's enter the contest and fly to Oakland and be in a video. They did it in Oakland? Yeah, at this abandoned train station in a really shitty area of Oakland. Wow. Let's be honest, most of Oakland's shitty. Yeah. Uh, not not anymore. Well, there, there's some there's some sketchy areas of Oakland still, but it was sketchy even in the daytime, bud. There's some uh there's some it's it's big, like East Nashville. It's like becoming very gentrified. Pocketed. But there's so still was, some gnarly areas there. Yeah, this was two years ago and there was so much time in between takes. Jimmy was just guarding the kit from, I mean, there was no security and he's trying to keep fingerprints off the symbols. Right. And we start talking gear and I think he kind of latched on and I knew what I was talking about. And yeah, went from there. Very cool. Then met Chad a couple of years ago at the Denver show. and So you were at the St. Louis show, right? St. Louis, Denver, San Diego, and Chicago for the so, stadium tour. So, and you already knew Chad, I'm assuming. I'm, I, what I'm thinking about specifically is the fade to black James's guitar scenario. When he kicks it over. Yeah. I didn't know Chad. I didn't know his name. I just, I knew, I recognized him from like the rig rundowns and stuff. And I thought, yep. Ooh, that, oh boy. That's probably not going to be a fun post show recap for that guy. You guys got to get Chad on the show. You guys could talk for yeah. a day. <clears throat> I, I think all those guys should be on the show. That'd be, uh, we're, I that'd mean, be awesome. We're, I'm not going to disagree with you. We're going to we're gonna make <laughs> you guys for sure. That'd be a hell of an episode with them. And you better believe them. They'll be telling them all that. I'm like, Shane Obershaw. You know Shane, right? He, Shane, talk you, to him. Do you know him? Don't worry about me. Just get him on the show. I want to hear the episode myself. It's just <laughs> hard to... I've mentioned this before. It's just... It's so hard to come out of the gate with like, Hey, I, I have this podcast. Right. So I have this podcast I do with a friend. They're like immediately glazed over. Yeah. Kind of like when you say, I have a Metallica tribute band. Or when you say, I had the craziest dream last night, or when you say, I wrote this poem. Right. right. Some of the worst first sentences you could ever yeah. utter. Yeah. Not I have start. this podcast. Not a good start. Oof. Or, hey, can I pray for you? Oh, that's pretty bad. I had someone come to my door recently, and uh, it was some, some religious thing, you know? And I was kind, and I said, no thanks, you know? And they said, well, oh, they were trying to, like, can we give you these, this literature? I said, no, no thanks, I'm cool. They said, well, can we pray for you? And I said, no, no thanks. And they looked so surprised that I declined the free prayer. Sure. Declined the whole package. <laughs> That's because they could hear the guy that failed was playing in the background. They were like, this, he makes some sort of satanic music in here. I can feel it. <laughs> there was like 800 artists and skulls and a bunch of pentagrams. It would have been great if you put on like Rain and Blood or something. Like you saw him walking up the door like, oh, this will be fun. Just crank it in here. I feel like that's what people like that expect atheists to do. But I had this one chick. It was Jehovah's Witness and it was a chick and a dude. They came in. I was like, fuck it. Just come in. Let me make you guys some coffee. And we talked for like two hours. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and I can still see you closing the door going, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we talked for two hours. I don't, because I, you know, I went to Bible college for a while. Right. I don't think they were expecting me to know as much about it as I did and, and actually be able to argue disagreements, you know? The, it ended with me saying, I gave her a book and I said, if you read this book, I'll read any book you want me to read. Come back in a few months. We'll talk again. She took the goddamn book and never came back. <sighs> Fuck her, man. Cheers. <laughs> you know what? Let's pray Clint for her. Wells's books. I can't even remember what book I gave her. Probably some Richard Dawkins book or something, but she never came back. Well, her loss. <sighs> anyway, back to the techs, the tech world of Metallica. Back to all this. I'm, I'm so. I'm kind of glad I didn't know 
an extended amount about you before this because the whole pilot thing like blew my mind. I was like, wait a second. I didn't know this because you guys have been corresponding. We're getting deep, man. Yeah, I love it. Three-hour episode. Well, speaking of knowing stuff about you, like, <laughs> what's 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 some of your favorite eras of the band? You, you're you're cool with Load and Reload, right? Uh, huge on that, and it was based off of, you know, when I was getting deep was right when I was seeing Poor Touring Me, yeah. the, the whole Load Tour, and that that's still tough to beat. Oh, I agree. Um, and I was, I saw the Through the Never filming that stage. Mm. I, I'm more of like a live production guy sure so when i think of eras i think of the tours right yeah um let's talk a little bit about the the filming of through the never so what was that like so that was in vancouver right and edmonton edmonton yes. yeah. yep i went to night two of edmonton and night one of vancouver talk about that a little bit what was that like there are cameras everywhere were they did they do multiple takes of songs on they had a, they added a third night. They let everyone in for free on the third night, and I think they did multiple takes of that. Okay, but the, the regular shows were just it's just regular shows. Amazing. Films. I mean, you guys know that production, that stage, yeah. the props, the chair, the mind blowing toilet. Yeah, you know what drives me fucking nuts is uh, you know like those clickbait loud wire things on YouTube that are like ten times that rock stars totally freaked out on stage. Right, yeah, one of them is James Hetfield getting upset at the mic during lightning. I'm like, dude, it, kind of staged, buddy. That's oh, not real. The whole thing's part of the show. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> like, like, it's funny you bring the mic on? up. As we're sitting in line, we're kind of by the the loading docks. There's a mic in the middle of the driveway on a nice sunny day, and this this crew member's out there spray painting it. You know the the red and black shirt fifty five. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's spray painting it, and come to find out, that actually gets zapped for real in the show. Oh. So I'm thinking, why are they spray painting a mic? And then, you know, after seeing what happens, it all makes sense. Yeah, I mean, or it's it's like to know which one it is, right? Or, or James can maybe James, that's so James knows not to go to that one to sing. He goes, but smell spray paint. That's one. <laughs> yeah, right. Walk away from based that off one. a smell. Do not sing into the, mic yeah, number forty two. He's yeah. gonna smell it. He's probably got someone in his ear saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa not there, not danger there. mic. No, don't do that one. Danger, danger mic. Danger mic. Yeah, danger great mouse. show though. Danger mouse. But yeah, when you're talking eras. Uh, I came out on load. That was big. Mm-hmm. I saw S and M night two um, in Oakland. I saw a ton of shows on Madly and Anger with the World Tour. That was actually a pretty good tour. O yeah. three and O four were yeah, some interesting sure. tours. When you think of set lists right. from O three and O four, right? Like they debuted Dyer's Eve. Right, that was the shit. Yeah, yeah. Dyer's Eve in LA. I wonder what it was about that tour and that because they didn't even play much Saint Anger shit. No, I wonder well, what it was. Three, three or four. They were night. probably like, oh shit, we we just made this record that most of our fans don't like. We'll play three or four songs off that, but let's use this, use this as a chance to pull out some deep cuts and try stuff we haven't tried. I wonder if their perception at the time was that their fans didn't like it. I mean, it went number one in like 40 countries. Yeah, but I mean, everyone buys a Metallica record. It's like, this is this is also like, I mean, Napster was a thing and stuff, but it you know records didn't leak like they do in the last even 10 years. I just wonder if their perception was, our new record's great. I mean, it, I guess the argument would be that they maybe the didn't The 03 Summer Sanitarium Tour, they only played two St. Anger songs. Frantic and Saint Anger, pretty much. And then the and O four is when the set list started to get you know wacky and good. And there's maybe three or four a night. O yeah. four is really when the when the set list started. Yeah, O four is curveballs left and right. And it was amazing. Kind of exciting yeah, yeah. here. Amazing. They were playing Dirty Window in O four, which that's pretty fun. I think Ethan gave that a one on the Saint Anger I, episode. Yeah, I you give Dirty Window a one? I listened to it last night. I can't imagine I give Dirty Window a one. Maybe a two, <laughs> three. You, you gave My Roll the one. Oh, I like that one. I don't know. I think we play I'm... that live. You do? you do when we do these uh, theme shows where we cover every album. So you do. Yeah. That's the one song. We're we just doing Sanninger tonight. I uh, know. 
Have you done any uh, just one record shows? Like like puppets in its entirety. You did okay. Yep, that's cool. Yep, with like and then like add some more on the end as like an encore kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. We put it like in the middle, like they did. Oh, okay. And cool. then we probably a handful of times we've done a show called just the four, the first four albums only. Okay. The first four only. Yeah. See what's so fun about that is you know with a band that can play all the shit which they got they can, and cares about the way it looks and stuff. For yeah. a fan like me, that's my only way to see some of these songs live. Yeah. That would be my only way to see Fixer live is to see this band one do it. Right. Know? So that's that's an exciting element to that, you know. We have a lot of fun with it, but at the same time, there's there's that dude that brings his wife out to the show, and she's like, "I can't wait for Sandman, Unforgiven, and Feel." And it's like, wrong show, um, wrong band. Sorry, sweetie. Yeah. And they wait three hours to hear their hit, and they're like, um, "You close with Bread Fan, and then play Sandman." Gee, thanks. You're like, yeah. What's your, didn't, what's you your the, didn't you get the flyer? Right. <laughs> what's your favorite song to play in the band, or maybe a couple? Oh, it changes every hour. Mm-hmm. Um, Four Horse, Harvester. Some reason bread fan is always a blast to see on the set list coming up next. Yeah, um, a song I can really play hard and heavy and and just feel in the moment. Mama surprisingly, said. is I disappear. Oh, I love that song. Oh, there you go. That one's I, growing on me. I used to kind of dog, dog that song, but those are those songs that I call no brainers or kind of breathers for me, where I don't have to think. Right. Yeah. And I'm not muscle memory a, a nine minute justice song, and it's just like let it go and let the sweat fly and. We're kicking ass. There's some yeah. interesting stops uh, uh, you know, gah, gah, gah. Yes. There's it, some interesting pushes. When you play it blues. live and got it got it tight as we have, it's it's up there for me. I say cool. that everyone's surprised. They're like, eh, that's a I was oh my say, god. What's a song that people might think is easier but is actually challenging? What's an unassumingly difficult song to play? Like is something slower like King Nothing or Bleeding Me harder to play than you think? Bleeding's got a little bit more to it. Um I would imagine for me being a drummer too, uh a challenging song would be "Nothing Else Matters" and holding back and keeping yeah. keeping like or unforgiven. You got it's got to be laid back. If you speed up that song, it becomes unforgiven. One, you, you got to have a good meter on it. Yeah, you, that that can take off without you realizing it. Totally. Then you hear the playback going. That was awful. You guys record all your shows, most of them, so you can kind of do some reconnaissance and. So when I'm at forty thousand feet for three hours flying brain dead, I can relive a show and go. Yeah. Um, it's going to know the pilot's brain We dead. can't play Damage Inc. <laughs> at 300 BPM again. Right, right. Do you have a click track or anything? No, I, I'm I'm horrible with that. Really? I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> when I play A these... click track live to me, is it's so restrictive, and I just... Yeah. I I can't be Lars. Yeah. I, I am so focused that's, that's and, a good point. and yeah. tuned in. Like, if you want the visual aspect of Lars behind the kit, and I have a click, it's it's not going to be that night. Do you do the Lars moves? Do you do the uh, the fist pumping and I the got it all, the man? Thing? Hey, that's why they're the only one, right? Now uh, <laughs> he now, just demonstrated on certain eras. Oh, look, we're getting a demo right now. We got the snap, snap. The, oh the, shit! The golf elbow. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah. on the back. Is that the golf? El- what are you calling that? Oh, the, the golf elbow. And you go, yeah, yeah like yeah. the Tiger Woods hole in one thing. What do you? Yeah, what do we call? He, back. he yeah. hops off the drum throne and does a couple of those things. Like, yeah, I fucking nailed that. What song. do we call the arms the, behind the back thing? The, the intro on puppets is the the dual the yeah. dual pump. Right. I would call the arms behind the back thing the the, the ponderer. Let's, let's call it the Liam Gallagher. The Liam. Yeah, because that's, that's what he good. sings every song. The Liam. Champagne Supernova. Like Thank you. Thank you. And Lars is a huge Oasis fan, so it goes together. Perfect. Today is gonna be. Thank you. I like how short the lines get too. Today, thank you. So yeah, all the live Lars Annex you get. But if I'm playing Disposable Heroes to a click, you're yeah. not going to see any of that shit. 
Did you going? I'm trying to keep up. Did your homie Chris perfect his yeah? Did he? He was born perfected with that. Okay, he didn't even have to tune into his live antics and banter are so spot on it's scary thanks for coming out here getting nutty with us thank you it's a it's amazing dude are you guys kind of of one mind when it comes to certain eras or how you want to present certain material like because you know maybe some maybe the seeking the story from cunning stunts is different than live shit right you guys have different perspectives on that you guys have to make compromises for like when we play a thing that should not be Mm, yeah it's different on snm because it skips a whole section they leave a verse out yeah so yeah we're always saying are we doing album version or live version yeah or straight up uh (laughs) we call it seek and destroy mexico city where chris goes into the crowd with a mic right just for the vocal part yeah 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 wow that's so cool or San Diego. Sorry. I hope you guys play Nashville. I want to. I really want to see this live. Well, we were trying to find Love a way to. to get them to play the party. Right. Yeah. Just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I want a party. I don't want to play. See, that's how I feel. That's why I don't want to play. Okay. Well, fine. Fine. But to... if you've already cooked it up and it's good, I don't want you to no, not it's okay. play. I'm just gonna do. I'm doing my own solo tour. It's I just want to walk around with a metal up your podcast koozie. Yeah. And go. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, are you Shane Obershaw from the uh, episode about the one trivia band? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I think Jimmy and Zach and Chad might be at your party. Great. Maybe. Uh, my friend Wes, who's out on the tour, he's be awesome. teleprompter and tuning room. Uh, he's coming. Cool. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a crowded time. But I, I mean, I feel like we're there's a good chance we may hit capacity at that place. <laughs> I'm cool. kind of mildly worried that it's going to be... I might hit up Mad the Cobra and see what the exact cap is. So is it a... like? Live music bar, or like yeah, there's so there's a there's a sports bar. What is it? No, it's it's kind of a rock and roll kind of punk rock bar. Cool. Um, so the front room is like a small little stage bar hangout area. There's a middle room which used to have video games and like arcade games. Now it's just two two pool tables. It's a little more space in there. There's an outdoor deck, but it's also gonna be January and cold here. And then there's an actual venue that probably holds like 100 120. Cool. So I might have to find out if if there's a show in the venue that night. We're gonna be limited to those two rooms, but I don't know. We'll see. Or we just say, fuck it, and we'll see what happens. I was sure just that we were already going to have the big room. So when you told me that we didn't have the big room, that's when I'm like, oh, shit. Well, last time we, we, we packed out the front room. So I thought, well, this year, cool. It'll be like the front room and the middle room. We'll be good. Because like, I didn't even bother asking about the actual venue room. Cool. And now I'm wondering if we need to just book Bridgestone Arena. I think so. As they're loading in the night before. Yeah, totally. I think, actually, they might be loading in the morning of. I don't know. I don't know. My friend West told me to come to the party. Good question for Jimmy. Or he might be done loading in uh, before the party Can starts. you move those 48 cubes off to the side? we got a party to have in yeah, here. Yeah, uh, i got a party to attend. Jimmy, can you bring some of the cubes to the party? It would be really killer. That would be, be great. sick, yeah. Can we, we need actually, some TVs. Can we do the drum circle can you the bring party? the Can you bring the Now That We're Dead drums to the party? No yeah. big deal. <laughs> what do you think about the Now That We're Dead drums? We talked the about Moth it on the, the show. Moth and the Flame drums? What? Moth uh, and the Flame drums? The dead. Now That We're Dead drums. Oh, dr- I said drones. Sorry. The, the Tycho's. Drums. Sorry, the, the Tycho's are on the summer tour. These are like trigger cubes. These are triggers like in the cubes, right? Yeah. There was tri- I mean, there was triggers in the big ones too. Yeah. You ever want to get up there and bang it out with them? That would be fun. I think anything on that stage would be fun. Yeah, no shit. If Metallica said, hey, we want to come watch you guys play, a co- we want to throw a party doom, and maybe have doom, you guys come. Doom, doom, click. Doom, doom. Okay, I'm good. Thank I, you. I just love that you was talking about banging it out on a stage. There we go. Keep talking. I'm not talking about what we do after you we had record. me banging it out on stage. What's the one song you you would you want to showcase for the band? If they said we want to hear one song, we're going to throw a party. We want to have one of the tribute bands do the party. What's the one song that you like feel a, like would murder for them? Oh man, full version of Four Horsemen. Right. 
Ah, full version with the, with the the bridge. I love playing that part. Oh yeah, that's the my favorite part. Alabama, the Sweet Alabama version. We murder horse. We murder Blitzkrieg. Ooh, I love creepy death. And we murder ride pretty well too. Cool. I I bet they'd be impressed with all that. I'm sure they'd want to hear my world. <laughs> yeah. That actually might Sweet might Amber? stick out doing something like that. Not only do I not know the podcast. They there also might be so impressed that they pulled out my world that they're like, they're hired. That's what I'm saying. They're <laughs> playing our party. You, you could either go for like Killing Creep or something. I'll have to or, bring my extra snare drum for that. Or you play Thorn Within or something and they're like, Thorn oh, Within, shit. there we go. Yeah. Ethan, you'll appreciate this as a drummer. Okay. okay. Guess what kind of snare was used to record St. Anger. I learned this two months ago and I was shocked. I'm going to go ahead and say it was something like a Pearl Export series or something. A 1978 blue acrylic Ludwig. Oh, now I want to go back and watch some kind of monster again. Isn't that interesting? Can you see it a bunch in it? You can't. Well, okay. To this someone is coming that, from Jimmy directly. To someone that like, doesn't what? know anything about this, why is that interesting? Well, it's just not what you expect for a metal band to record with. Because it's a piece it's, of shit. Oh, it's a <laughs> shitty drum? <laughs> acrylic, like, like John Bonham used to play like acrylic kits and stuff like that. Like, they're, Some acrylic kits sound amazing. It doesn't they're, surprise they're, me that a shitty kit sounded like that snare. That yeah. snare sounds like shit. Yeah. Right? So, it's your favorite song or sound. Oh, that's rough. It's just when he told me that. He said he was going through the warehouse and everything's itemized with tags on the handles of cases. Oh, he found it. It said St. Anger recording snare. And he goes, wow. I had to open this up. Wow. And of course, he had me guess. And I'm like... Dude, it's some bell brass banged up thing with yeah. shitty heads on it. He's like an acrylic blue 78 Ludwig. Wow, that's crazy. I was like, that's pretty cool knowledge for a diehard yeah. fan. Yeah, and, and for those who are listening to know what an acrylic kit is, it's the ones that like you might see a drummer playing, they can, you can see through it. Yeah, they're clear. Yeah, they're clear, Picture like color. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about your drums. So do you, what are you, which era Thomas are you rocking? I was rocking the orange Lars kit and I got the purple one. Two years ago. Oh, cool. So, oh, so you're doing like current. So you're doing the two rack toms then? It's identical to his. Oh, yep. okay. holy yeah. shit! Yeah, identical. And we I was so this hoping a little bit. you were going to say like black album air, like white with the black white hardware. That is on the list, but it's almost impossible to find. Yeah. Really? There's so many knockoffs of people that have kind of pieced them together. Okay, they came out with that, and I, you probably know more about this, but I think they had what 50 kits. I don't know this actually. And when you look at them on eBay, they're 10 grand. Damn. And it's, you know, the quality back then is not even close to a, right. a star classic today. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love my kit. So we Someday. Mentioned, we mentioned this before. Like, you guys have, like, the same gear, right? So the, it, that goes to guitars and amps, too. Yep. You're playing the exact same World Wired kit. World Wired kit. Chris has got oh, 10 Explorers. They're all ESPs. He's got snake bites. Wow. Uh, we've got the Mummy, the White Zombie. And he, he's a lefty, too, right? Yeah. Well, that's got to be difficult to hunt that down. left field. Hey, James Leftfield. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Leftfield. So, would you say that him being left a left-handed player is like the only thing that's not accurate about? It's your the band? only thing, and I look at him and go, "Oh God, only if what if? What if you could do some like David Copperfield mirror trick where it looks like he's playing right-handed? Like hologram. Yeah, yeah, yeah hologram him. Yeah, but to find a left-handed ESP is tough. Yeah, especially all, especially ten of them. It's he, hard to find a left-handed in Inca's. He comes across him. He's got quite the collection: the Trucksters, the Explorers, the Snake Bites, wow. the, the V's. The Kirk stuff's easy to find. Yeah, yeah. So. They like kind of mass produce those. Yeah. a little more, I think. Um, do you guys have a? I assume a rehearsal space in. Oh, you don't say you don't rehearse, or do you have a storage place with all this stuff? Or is y'all my keep air, it? my airplane hanger? 
your airplane hangar. Great rehearsal spot. A rock rock star. I know. So you do have to re- you do will rehearse every once in a while, probably right. Uh, like maybe if you take a lot of time off or something, or yeah, we all get to. I mean, those specials like cunning stunts, right? The uh, puppets in its entirety. Yeah, the important thing. Sure. Describe some of the props that you guys use. We the have toilet. A real, we have a real dagger. toilet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have, we have a real toilet. Yeah. It works. Everyone's like, "That's fake," and I'm like, "No, it's real. I bought it off a of Craigslist." We yeah. talked about that before on the episode. Yeah, yeah. That's real porcelain. Um, got the electric chair. Got Doris. We had mu- we had the master puppets crosses, but they disintegrate every once in a while on the trailer because they're foam. Yeah. Uh. So we've we've covered the covered quite a bit. How did you make that toilet? With because it's got the dagger coming out of it, right? Like you-, <laughs> you know those things at novelty stores like Hot Topic or Spencer's. That's like the oversized beer holder. It's like mm. a big like Hulk fist. Yeah. So I kind of patted the bottom of the bowl, put the fist in there, and then got the dagger. Okay. As legit as it as you can make it. Yeah, totally. So because we're we, like art students. And then we have yeah. Doris is a mannequin with the sword and the scales, and and then I found a Christmas tree motor so she can rotate. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So when you're doing like a normal set where you're playing and like everything from their entire catalog, do you have multiple props set up the whole time, or or do you do like like set changes? Uh, they're set up the whole time, and then um, like the bridge of justice. Then we'll have someone activate the motor, so she'll just turn oh, during justice. Cool. Great. This is so awesome! Yeah, <laughs> and then the ride the lightning guy. It's a Halloween prop. He's strapped into the chair. Oh wow! And then you can you can trigger him off a of motion if one of the guys goes up to him and kind of gets motion. Yeah. Or we just trigger it for the solo of ride the lightning. Start getting electrocuted, like just like in through the never when the chair activates. Right. So then we'll activate it then. Hmm. Wow. I, I, I want this to. I hope this comes to Nashville next year. We got to do it. So you usually do. You said about fifty shows a year. About that. Hell, even if there's something in Louisville or uh, love it. regionally, I would love to come see this. Come up and play with us. Yeah, you can. Okay. Go, you go up. Okay. Okay. Go open the show. Play blackened. Go open the show. Yeah. Yeah. Play blackened because on dr- I can't play our own party. <laughs> play blackened on drums, and then I can take a breather and have a cocktail. Okay, I give a key. good. I'll need six months to practice that one. <laughs> Other than the three shows you have kind of rounding up the year, do you kind of know what's going on next year, or at least the beginning part of the year? Yeah, February, March, April starting to shape up. They were starting to put like a month long tour together in May. Cool. That's we're kind of doing that as we speak. Kind of in the Midwest or up in the Minneapolis area or East Coast, down okay. the East Coast, and then we usually spend like a week and a half in Texas because you can. Yeah, yeah. it's and then quite back, large. Back up kind of through the. Oklahoma. Where Kansas. can people find you guys if they say someone's listening to this? They're like, holy shit, I need to see this band. Facebook's our main go-to one Metallica tribute band. Put cool. in anything Metallica tribute with one in Facebook. We got, I think, five hundred thousand likes now. Oh damn! So nice. y- you can find us pretty easy. That's not bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll of course put links to all these socials and shit too. Yeah. It's fun. We have a lot of fun with it. It sounds fun. I just want to see one of these shows, and I want to like get on a private jet afterwards and. Your demands so we, are so it's reasonable. Not, it's not a jet, bro. bro. I, what, what, what is it again? A Cessna 210. A Cessna 210. A single-engine propeller. How does that make you feel? Like one on the front? Yeah, man, with only six seats. See, that's scary. Because what do you do oh, if that one I'm engine I'm getting anxiety right now thinking in. about that. I've been in, though. I'll I, let I, you fly it. I, God. See, there we go. You can be my co-pilot. We got XM radio. You can. Oh, put, wait, we can sit there and just listen to podcasts. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. You're his Iceman. Honestly, it, it, n- n- knowing <laughs> you now Maverick, and talking about man. this, I'll, I'll be Iceman. Wait, what happens to Iceman again? <laughs> I don't know. You'd be great. You don't um, want to be Goose. I know that. That's true. You know, Goose is a, that's right. Goose is a bad day. Um, I was on a plane that small um, where there wasn't even a co-pilot. 
it was in Puerto Rico going from San Juan to this little island. We went to uh, for Christmas. Little hopper. Little hopper. Right. Prop on the front. That's real flying. Oh, dude. It, I was like, I was so nervous. But my friend Patrick was sitting right in front of me next to the pilot. It was, and it was just like nothing but bumps the whole way over there. And you guys are like, if he dies, we got this. Oh, it was terrifying. It was only 20 minutes, a 20 minute flight. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> the, to me, the bigger the plane, I, the safer I feel. Okay. Like on a big 777 or like the Airbus 380 or something. Well, you're a big rock star, so you're flying around in 777s on a lie flat business class seat on the upper deck of a 380. I've never been on the upper deck. However, I did get to fly business class for a while, and it was pretty nice. The way to roll, isn't it? When you're tall, oh my God, Dude. it's amazing. You, Champagne. You're, you're flying in some heavy metal tubes there, man. Yeah. Any opportunity I've had to do, have like a nicer situation, I decline it. Because it's just going to be a fluke, and I'm going to have to ride the shitty poor man's cabin. So you're like, fuck it. Give me the middle seat and coach. Well, I'm just like, I just don't want to spoil myself. I say take it when you can. Because everyone I've talked to is like, dude, it is that much better. It is that much better. And it totally sucks when you have to go back to economy. But it spoils you. It's really nice. You might as well. Yeah, dude, If I when, even before I was, I got uh, that treatment with Kings, like back when I was, you know, my old bands, I had a shitload of miles, and I would get upgraded a lot on American stuff. And I was like, I will take it anytime. Absolutely. So, nice little ending tangent there. <laughs> it really ties the whole episode together. It really brings it all back. Well, we kind of started off early with the airplane talk. Tribute so. bands to aviation. Who would have thought? I'm just blown away at this whole thing right now. It's just crazy. I love that this, this, you're in a tribute band of Metallica and you're a pilot. I don't know why this, this is fascinating. You're, like a, you're like a little kid. It's nice. And I subscribe Maybe, to maybe you, he'll dude. give you some little you, flying Can you give wings? me a little airplane to pin onto my jacket? <laughs> I can give you a first flight certificate. Oh, you're giving me shit for spilling. Dude, there's beer all over the computer now. This episode's going to short out. Crap! Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if we're going to keep that fiasco in there, but uh, I just spilled a beer on all of my electronics. No big deal. Everything seems fine. Everything for now seems fine. We're still here. We're fine now. Uh, And uh, we uh, we were talking about... I was asking Shane if he's a load-reload cat, and he said he's deeply involved in those records. And usually when we do these, it's, what are your two favorite Metallica records? Most people say one of the big one of the big four, yeah. the early four. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be load versus reload. Ooh! In a reoccurring segment we have called Metal Madness with special Shane Obershaw of one, the only Metallica tribute band edition. Let's do some Metal Madness. Let's do it. All right, you guys know the rules, right? It's best of two, best of three votes, and the song goes on to the next round. Mm-hmm. The songs battle each other. There's no real wrong answer. It's just to have fun and talk about Metallica. I'm curious to see if 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 round two is going to be like my ideal, like what what, what did I call it? I made a, a playlist. You on Spotify it, yeah, one what did time. you call it? Uh, I called it um, maybe re reload. Yeah, something like that or unload. Well, unload is the Paul, Paul, yeah. the Paul joke. But I'm curious to see if the round two will be close to like what I've chosen as like the best of. Maybe. Load. I don't know, we'll see. Well, let's go ahead and start off here. Round one. Ain't My Bitch, track one off load, versus The Memory Remains. Ooh. And it's not which song is most popular. Sure. None of that. It's, it's already tough. It's whatever you would pick. I got, I'm going to lead off here. And as much as I love Memory, and it's also bona fide Metallica classic now. Despite anyone's butthurt feelings about it, Memory Remains is, a, is as classic to me as Creeping Death. Uh, I'm going to go with Bitch, though. 
I'm going to go with Memory Remains. I'm going to go with Bitch. Oh. It's <laughs> the first round. Bitch, thank you. <laughs> you know what's tough is you think of the song, and then you think of how powerful memory is live. Yeah. So totally. powerful. That's why this gets tough right away. Yeah, yep. totally. Uh, but when I'm thinking, if I'm in my car, the song I want to blast between those two. It's all about the solo with the slide, man. Love the slide solo. <laughs> Love it. Uh, next, we got Fixer versus King Nothing. Wow. Oh, dude, it gets harder. Don't <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go King Nothing. I'm going Fixer. I got to go King. Oh, God damn it. Oh. Really? I was certain Fixer would move on. Man. I was certain Memory Remains would at least make it to the second round. Hey, Fixer's just one of those like super beloved deep cuts. Let me it put is, it this yeah. way. I like Fixer better off of you... Off of your EP than their fixer. Well, that's oh, quite wow. a compliment. Seriously, I do appreciate it. It's awesome, Clint over there. Thank glowing. you so much. I want to thank the Academy. You're just radiant to, right now, honey. I want to thank my dog Lucius. How Lucius loves this <laughs> who song. helped me arrange Fixer from an eight minute juggernaut to a four and a half minute sad acoustic <laughs> dirge. Love it. Jab in my until it sleeps. Which, by the way, currently. My favorite Metallica song. Okay. Number one. My number one favorite Metallica song. Okay. Right now, or that's going to change? Currently. Okay. Just right now. Okay. Like, in this season of my life. Okay. Like, it's not going to change tomorrow. Like, it's, it's been my favorite Metallica song for like You're six basing months. that off the video where he's putting mud all over him and looking all, you know. I, w- I was actually at the Rock and Brews in uh, the Oakland airport. Yeah. And, you know, the Rock and Brews is like Kiss's rock and roll themed restaurant. And they had they're playing videos the whole time, and the Until It Sleeps video came on. Cool. I was like, "This is my favorite fucking song." Yeah, that video is great. All right, Until It Sleeps versus Fuel. I'm gonna go. Can I say it? Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna go with Sleeps. Sleeps. Yeah, it sleeps. Yeah. That's unanimous, right? Where do I take this? Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Just because there's a ride symbol. Um. Oh, I love that ride. There's a lot of ride on load and reload. We need more ride. Yeah. Um, do you use a rider or just a, do, you, do you do the China? You the China? I got the China. You got to rock the but China. You got to be accurate, right? I know. Do you have a ride just for, for songs that do have it? Like stuff on Kill 'em All and Lightning Light Ride? Absolutely. Okay, so yeah. there is one up there. Like when I play uh, Sleep, so I play the long So there's two un- inaccurate things. Unforgiven, too. Well, no, Lars yeah. keeps a normal ride on, up there, right? I don't think Not anymore. No. Just a China? Load, reload. If you look closely, the ride was below that China. Yeah. Huh. So that's how I set it up when we do play those, but it's it's rare. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Bleeding Me versus The Unforgiven 2. I'm going Unforgiven 2. Oh, man. I'm going to go Bleeding Me. Come on, dude. I got to go with Ethan. Yes. Okay. Hey, that doesn't bother me. It's one of my favorites. I'll do, I'll do a Lars hole-in-one real quick for that. A hole-in-one. There we go. Yeah, call that the hole-in-one. Perfect. What do we call this? The Liam? That's the Liam. Yeah. Okay. Gallagher. Yeah. And then the... The finger that, snap. What could that be? That's right. That's right. We gotta um, come up with a name for that. Um, I don't know what that's <laughs> called. Go. The it's finger snap. The Napster. Okay. Next round. Outlaw Torn versus Hero of the Day. I'm. Hey, most listeners may not believe this, but I'm going Outlaw Torn. <laughs> I'm going Outlaw Torn. Okay. Were I you? might. I might have gone Hero, but I support Outlaw Torn. Okay. Yeah. All right, next round. All right, now we're getting into some deep cuts here. All right. Which this is kind of exciting sauce, too. Cool. Uh, Cure versus Poor Twisted Me. Cure. 
It's short. It's simple. I'm going Portis Simple, me. little, different. Simple, little, different. Cure. Okay. I'm going um, Portis and me. Ooh. The tiebreaker falls on me? Yes. Is that what we're yes. saying? Yes, it does. Yes, sir. <sighs> Man. I'm going to have to go Portis and me. I like okay. the bluesy backbeat. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I like Cure, though. Everyone seems to need the cure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. How many times have we said thank you? I don't know. We should have Not said enough. Th- th- just call this episode thank you. Not enough. Someone will do a thank you counter. They'll email us. <laughs> thank you counter. Yeah. Samim. All right. Next we got... It's Samim. Are that'll you okay? Ne- that'll be ne- Samim's next email. It's like, oh, I decided to uh, die back in and I count how many times you said thank you. Hold on. I just want to break the fourth wall here. Samim, I'm talking to you right now if you can hang hear on, me. Samim. Samim, it's Clint from Metal Group Podcast. Listen, are you okay? Is everything okay? Just, please just reach out. Even just an email with a thumbs up emoji. Reach out and touch someone. Reach out and touch Faith. Reach out and touch Newper. Reach out and touch Faith. Faith. <laughs> Little. Different. Samim. <laughs> Newper. Turkey. <laughs> Istanbul. Turkey. Samim. All right. We have Attitude, which I'm told by Shane that they are actually playing at their Deep Cuts party. No, we're not. Oh, you're not playing Attitude. Not at that one. Oh, wait. What song did we say you were, you were playing? Cure? Which one of Dude, these? you're giving away all my secrets. Okay, we can't do that. Oh, uh, we are playing The Cure. Okay, cool. Yes. Sorry. Attitude. They're playing Fascination Street by The Born Cure. Born into Attitude. Thank you. Versus Grammy Award winning Better Than You. It won a Grammy, and the band has never even played it live. Well, I know what you're going with on this one. I'm going to go Better Than You. Attitude. Yeah, better Than You. Oh, you chose Attitude? I did. I like Attitude. Track 12. I like I like Attitude, too. Okay. I don't like your attitude. Oh. <laughs> All right. Asleep at the wheel. Here is the last little bracket of round one. The house that Jack built. Some might even say the Which house. Which is one of my favorites off of Load. This is going to be tough. The house that Jack Daniels built, as they say, some of them. Right. Versus another Load song, which is one of my favorites, Thorn Within. I'm going uh, Thorn. House the Jack built Jack. Okay, I understand. Were you going to choose that or Thorn Within? I chose Thorn. Oh, you do that first. Sorry, yeah. I, I I didn't hear you. Or was I even listening? Do you? All right, we're on to round two. Ain't my bitch versus King Nothing. Uh, I'll say ain't my bitch. Mm. I'm gonna go with bitch too. Yeah, I'm gonna go bitch. Yeah. How crazy if bitch wins this thing? Be insane. Right. Until It Sleeps versus The Unforgiven 2. Ooh. Damn it. I got to go with the B-Bender. Ooh, Unforgiven 2. We got to vote for Unforgiven 2. I'm going Sleeps. I'm going Unforgiven 2. Oh, I oh, told you dude, <laughs> That it was my favorite Metallica song. Well, it wasn't the last but round. You don't often go off what's your favorite. You go off. <laughs> you okay over there, Clint? Dude, your, your mic's falling over. Your I've beers are spinning. I've been to get a new microphone stand for months now. All right. Maybe Santa will bring him I kind of like that you're still rocking it, though. You're just... DIY, man. It's so DIY. You know how man. I do. It's so punk. Goodbye, right. goodbye, right, sleep. Next, so sleeps moves on to the next round. Negative. What? No, that's not right. <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> All right. Um, shit, I can hardly read this. Outlaw torn versus poor twisted me. Got to go outlaw. Outlaw right? torn, Gotta go on, baby. That song did not stand as much. That's the, that's what we call a no brainer. In the biz. In the biz. Is that, is that biz, slang? biz t- terminology? High-tech aviation term. That's aviation shit, okay. yeah. We have to web above our heads. Yeah. Fucking next level. L- All right. Literally above our heads. Grammy Award winning Better Than You versus Thorn Within. The brooding Allison Chainsy deep cut from yeah. Load. 
Sorry, but Thorn Within's not a good song. Oh, no. Boo. Sorry, man. I'm with him. You you also don't think it's a Thank good song? Thank you. I, I think it's an okay song. I'm just with him, and I would, I'm not going to choose it. No. Okay. Were you going to oh, choose it? Wait. What is this going on here? What did I just say went, was going up against each other? Sorry, I completely I hear... fucked that up. Thorn Within's already out. It's better than you versus House that Jack built. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's tough. I can't read my fucking handwriting. <laughs> I haven't had to actually write anything in like 10 years. Can we put that up against the Piss Christ artwork? Better mm. than you. And- Piss Christ 3? What a great name. Piss Christ. Unbelievable. Um, sorry, what was it again? So it's House? Better, it's better than you versus House that Jack built. I'm going to go House. I'm going to have to go with House too. Yeah, so you're out. I don't have a choice. We, we don't even care. I, I was probably going to choose House. Your vote is a hanging Chad. It really is. Ain't My Bitch versus The Unforgiven 2. May I? Yes. Unforgiven 2. I'm going Unforgiven 2 also. Well, then I have no fucking say. No, you don't. What would you have have chosen? B-Bender. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, playing that song live is probably in my top five. Oh, I bet that's fun, yeah. We play over 80 songs, and that's easily my top five. Rad. It's such an underrated gem, and you know, I, I, my metallic conspiracy, if you will, is that they they quit playing it live because they fucked it up so bad at that at award the American show. Music Awards or Bill, yeah, I think it was American or Billboard, Billboards, and it was really Kirk who fucked it up. Yeah, he came in, it real was awful. fucked up, and I think they just were like, they they did nope. it again on the request tour, they did it two or three times because people voted for it. Yep, but for a single and for a song that damn good, yeah, for them to never play it live, it's great. I know it's weird. It's a, it's a tragedy. It's 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 tragic. It's a tragedy. It's a tragically. Clint Clingingtons. What did he say earlier? Clintingtons. Yeah, Cl- Clethingtons. Um, Jesus, I really cannot read my handwriting. Clethingtons. Clethingtons. The outlaw from, torn. From Mark Lemmy, Kilminster. Okay. God, that's okay. close. I saw Metallica here in '09. Lemmy was here. I know. Oh, I was, yeah, I you was were on at tour. that show. I saw that they played too late and uh, too late, too late. And, yeah, I was on tour when that came through here. And I was, was so bummed. So I heard Lemmy came out. And I was like, "Mother, I consider myself very lucky that night. Uh, very lucky." Was it good? I mean, we've we've all heard about the performance. I mean, what was it like? Was, it was Lemmy great. good? Was the band good? Were the songs cool? It was great. They introduced him, and of course, there's that you know Fairweather fans like, "Oh, they're gonna play Ace of Spades." I'm like, "Fuck that! I know exactly what no, they're, they're playing." Played Ace of Spades. I would have guessed it would have been one of the five that were on, right on Garage Inc. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Damage. It's got a good chance, and that's what they start out with. I'm like, "Too late, too awesome. late." An interesting yeah, choice, yeah. though. That's awesome. Um, all right, we got uh, Outlaw Torn versus the house that Jack built. Outlaw, Outlaw Torn. Uh, okay. I would have gone Outlaw. I figured you would. It's funny how these are either obvious or really hard. Well, all right, this one's going to be tough. Yeah, we, this is this is to see what is the greatest song of all time from Loading. Is this it? This is it. This is the. F- all right, um, let's do a drum roll. Do we have any drummers here? <laughs> do we have any drummers? Gotta get here? your okay. kneecaps mic'd. Unforgiven two versus the Outlaw Torn. Wow, I'm gonna go Unforgiven two. I'm the guest here, so I'll go last. I'm going Unforgiven too. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. So it's unanimous. Hey, that's good. And okay, we ended right. unanimous. Unanimous. Be Bender. Let's give it up for the Unforgiven too. Yeah, Has anyone ever just clapped just for the song itself? Could Not at no. Just stone. Certainly, people have clapped after they played it the three or four times. Right. But has anyone ever just given it up for that song? 
Like we, we just did. We just we just gave it up for the Unforgiven too. How sad are you that Fixer barely even caught a breath? Fixer got super fucked in round one. It's crazy. The Memory Remains went out right away. Yeah, that was done. Yeah, that was tough because I was thinking live version, but I thought, eh. yeah, that was fun. Ah, new print, little, yellow, different. What, what do you guys think about? I mean, you know, I was thinking about that today. I was thinking about, is it going to bum people out if I mention it? Memory remains. Because there are people who are like, they're like, ah, Lone Reload's okay. It's aged well. They talk about it that way. Or I heard some guy on Alpha Metallica today talking about, they're talking about Man's lyric. And he's talking about describing Lone Reload as Metallica being lost. I'm like, how can you say they were lost in an era that brought us Fuel and the Memory Remains, which are two songs they're going to play at every and show. And until it sleeps. I mean. But they don't play that. But you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're going to play Fuel and Memory Remains in between All the time. Creeping Death and Sabbath True forever. Right. Yeah. How could they right. have been lost in that era? Right. I, no, I think they knew exactly where they were. I would, if anything, I would say they were more, I mean, St. Anger was kind of a bit of a lost era. St. Anger is the forgotten <laughs> record that they'd never play. Yeah. Then when they recovered the, with Lulu. Yeah. When was the last time they played St. Anger? The 30th anniversary shows in 2011? No, they, played, they were playing those on the request, like 13, 14. They were playing like the song St. Anger. And Frantic made an appearance, too. I imagine too. They, would, they would do Frantic, St. Anger, or some kind of monster. It's yeah, kind they of did, a, yeah. It's kind of at a point where I'd like to see it. I'd kind of like to see I it. I would like to hear that with their current setup, with their gear, with, you know, how they sound now live. In a 1978 blue acrylic Ludwig. Exactly. Well, yeah. Jimmy knows right where it is. That's right. You got to have him on here. That's going to be awesome. Well, that was it for Metal Up Your Podcast, episode 104. We were talking about one, the only Metallica tribute band with our friend Shane Obershaw, who is... Lars number two. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, dude, thanks for being here. Thanks for, thanks for driving through town. Honey, it was our pleasure. It's on the way. We might as well say hello. That's right. Honey, come in and say hello. So, Meet Lucius. Lucia, <laughs> Lucius. <laughs> Honey, bring the dogs in. Lucius and Paul. Yeah. Lucius and Valentino and Paul. When it gets to the Tama episode... I'll, I'll fly in for that. <laughs> you can literally <laughs> He just, will literally fly you in. You can just I, go, like, oh, I got to be there in, in two hours. Two hours of Lars equipment and Tama. Be I'm, right I, there. I'm your guy. Let me get on my jet. Let it's me get on my jet. single prop. Well, needless to say, we appreciate the support. Appreciate you coming and being part of the show. Thanks, man. Uh, if you Huge like, fan of the show. Thanks, Love it. Man. Keep it up. <clears throat> will do. Can't get enough of it. We have no choice. We have no choice. Lucius and Valentino won't let us stop. Honey, we got to take them to the dog park later. I mean, how do you think we pay the, for the vet bills and the grooming? If you like the show, if you think the show has value, consider leaving us a positive review on all the things that you can leave reviews on. If you really like the show and think it has value, go to patreon.com backslash podcast. Uh, you want to make it short and sweet and just get out of here? I'd like to, yeah. Okay, peace. Adios. Bye. If you were... Our advisor, what would you say? And then I would say, delete that. <laughs> <laughs>